And they have this like STD wielding sword. Oh, totally. That they're just like waving around. Like, let me stick my gonorrhea stick in you, <laughs> and then you deal with it. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you are interested in being coached publicly or privately, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send your listener questions to us, notyourtherapistpodcast on Instagram. Either of those will work. So listener question for this week related to exes. And this is good because the person I'll be talking to, my guest Alex, recently went through a breakup. So what a great time to talk about exes. This is in regards to why the hell do exes still live in the world after we've broken up with them? I don't know. I wish I had an answer for that. Why don't they just disappear? They should. Uh, I have someone who reached out to me. He recently went through a pretty bad breakup and he did the right thing and unfollowed, blocked everything his ex on social media, which I highly recommend. You're only torturing yourself if you keep looking. And uh, he then said a friend of his kind of reached out and was like, oh my gosh, did you see her Instagram? That is savage. And I guess what she did was get a new boyfriend real quick and then like post a picture of her making out with him. This was like weeks after her breakup. So he's like, how do I handle this? What do I do? And I said, tell your friend, tell all of your friends when you... um, have to unfollow or break up with someone and you don't want to see them anymore. Listen, I so appreciate that you're on my side and you're looking out for me. I really don't want to know what's going on with my ex. It's better for me if I'm not tempted to look and if I don't know and if I don't have to hear about it, that would just be better. So as much as I appreciate what you're trying to do as a friend, the best thing you can do for me is not tell me what that person is doing. I went through a breakup myself once where a lot of my friends stayed friends with that person on Facebook and then they would just like let stuff slip to me about what he was doing and it just kind of was triggering for me even though I was the one who broke up with him. I just didn't need to hear it. I didn't need to be tempted to go look. I didn't need to obsess about him. So tell your friends, nip it in the bud even before they do it. Just be like, hey, heads up. I unfollowed this person. I'd rather not know what's going on with them. Of course, slips are totally natural but I would rather not know. Um, So that would be my recommendation for you. And I think if you're someone who broke up with someone, as we always say, do that person a favor, give them their space, allow them to go cold turkey. Don't reach out. Don't check in. Don't be like, I was just thinking of you. It's that ambiguous gray area that is really more painful and harder to get through than a nice cold turkey slice. So give them that space. And if you're the person who's kind of agonizing or, you know, both people tend to agonize in a breakup too, just unfollow, block, and tell your friends that's what you're doing and that you'd appreciate not hearing about it from them. And I think that will really help. Hello, I am here with a lovely, tall, woman. I think I attract tall women, honestly. (laughs) I just think maybe it's like my secret love of tall women that it just draws tall women to me. But like Alex showed up at my house today and I was like, you get taller every time I see you or I get shorter. One or or the other. Um, Alex Jospin is here with me today. A friend, not close friend, but Friend, one day maybe. We, one day maybe we have great admiration and respect for each other. Yes. How old are you? I'm 33. And you are a writer. I'm a writer. You I live do here in Los stand-up. Angeles. You do stand up. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I mean sporadically. Sporadically. But, yes. but wow, awesome. Um, 
She's very funny, quirky, tall. Did I mention tall? Be tall. Slim, um, lovely, just all great things. Last time I saw you, you had a boyfriend and you were like, and he lived in San Francisco. Remind me how you guys met. We met at our college reunion last year in Virginia. Um, and then... And he was a couple years older than you? five years older. Five years older. And you met at your college reunion and... You hit it off from there, even though he lived in San Francisco. I mean, we kind of just made out our reunion. Nice. And then he, like, got my number and kind of occasionally would be like, yeah, maybe I'll come to L.A. and didn't. And I kind of forgot him. And then, like, a year later, he was like, I'm going to be in L.A. next week. So we hung out. And then he became your boyfriend. And then he, well, and then he came back to L.A. one more time and we and stayed with me. And then he invited me to Istanbul. And so we went to Europe for a couple weeks. And then he became my boyfriend. Wait, hold <laughs> the phone. You hung out once and then you went to Istanbul? Well, at that point, we'd hung out three times. Okay, sure. One of which was a makeout at a college reunion. Yes. And then you went to Istanbul. What was the occasion Correct. for Istanbul? So he is like a swimmer. Um, recreationally, not like an Olympic swimmer, but swims uh-huh. like a lot. And he and some of his swim friends were swimming this big race in Istanbul across the Bosphorus River. Super fucking random. Can I curse? Yes. Okay. Um, but like I was unemployed and at first I wasn't going to go. My friends were like, you should definitely you go should to definitely Istanbul. You should definitely go. When someone invites you on an international trip, as long as you've background checked them, you should go. Did you background check? I mean, I Google <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. I love it. I love your sense of adventure. I love your spirit. I love your say yes attitude. Thank you. I love it all. It's I'm great. glad I went. How long was the trip? It was almost two weeks, which was wild because it was Whoa. very much like either this is going to be good or terrible. Totally. But I was kind of like, I, I went to grad school in London. I have a bunch of friends there. So I was like, if shit goes sour, I'll just go hang with my friends. Amazing. I'm not going to like stay with him. Right. No, absolutely not. But I mean, you know, people will often be like, well, we don't want to move in or we don't want to do this other thing because what if it goes bad? And it's like, if it goes bad, it was going to go bad anyway. So you might as well do the thing and find out how you feel real quick. And yeah, if it turns into a nightmare, just like turn it into your own fun adventure. Either stay in Istanbul or go to London or like have an adventure. But I assume it went well. It went surprisingly well. But also, especially if you're in our field, it's like all material, right? So I was like, if this yes. goes bad, then it'll True. be wild. I think everyone needs to think of all of their dating as material. Like, you don't have to even be a writer. You could become a writer just based on your dating life. Totally. You know? Everyone can. If you can laugh about it, you're like 99% of the way there. You know? Once you're old and married, you want to have stories, exactly. right? You don't want to be like, and then I didn't go to Istanbul. And you want to be like, yeah, I, and I spent another Saturday at the farmer's market. Totally. No, go to Istanbul. Okay, so it went well. So you were there for two weeks. It went well. You didn't have to meet up with friends in London. Yes. And then you came back. And then you were like, well, we might as well be boyfriend and girlfriend now. Pretty much. Like, he kind of tried to make it happen there. And mm. I was just like, we don't know each other. Mm. Like, it's been a couple weeks. But then I went and visited him in San Francisco, and it kind of became that. Okay. Actually, I got jealous because he had... I went to a party at his, like, swim club, and then they all went skinny dipping in, like, the middle of the day. I was like, what is... Like, in San Francisco, it's, like, closed up off the bay, but right next to it is a public beach. So it's all these naked girls <gasps> and naked him. And I'm just, like, what... And Why? you were there? I or was there. You, you were about, where were you? Were I'm, you like, skinny sitting dipping? on the beach. Why did you skinny dip? 
they didn't actually one guy had invited me but all of a sudden it was like I'd walked away for a second and then all of a sudden it was like they were jumping in the water naked but I got super jealous and I'm like what are you doing naked with these women and then he was kind of like oh I don't know it's just like what we do I didn't even notice the women but I'm uh-huh. like, you didn't notice okay. the naked women? Yeah. But I don't know, it kind of morphed. Oh, this other guy had been messaging me who I'd met a couple months before and asked me out. And I was kind of like, I had really wanted to keep my options open, but I was like, actually, let's just be all in on him. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. the only one I want to go out with. Right. So. So then you got jealous of the naked women. He pretended <laughs> not to see them. And then you were like, guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Yeah, pretty much. Great. And now where are we? Now we're broken up. What happened? Um, he, I mean, I think I realized a few things. One, like the trip was a great test, especially because like I live alone. I love living alone. I like very much need my space. And so I feel like it was great traveling together because we got so much time together and I was like really comfortable around him. It was really easy, but I think that it was also vacation. It was basically like we took a honeymoon. Totally. We were in Greece and the Greek islands. And so when we came back, I was fine with just doing kind of normal stuff, but I feel like he wasn't totally like he was kind of like a little boy where he'd be like, why aren't we like having more fun? And I'm like, this isn't Athens. Like also, it's just like real life. Well, also like you were living here in Los Angeles and he was living in San Francisco, correct? Yes. But you would see each other, I guess, fairly frequently. Yeah. Every few weeks. And he would be like, why isn't this more fun? Well, so kind of the last time he was kind of like, I don't like why. Yeah. Like, why didn't you plan more? Like more adventures for him totally. when he came here. It's a lot of pressure too. I will say, I think I said this on another episode or something, but there's this kind of myth that long distance is hard because you don't get to like see each other. And I actually think long distance is hard, but I think part of that is when it stops being long distance and it stops being that like every time you see the person is special and fun. And it's like, I can't just spend the whole weekend drunk with you. Like now we're living in the same place and we're adults and we have to like do things and we can't just be like missing each other and then having passionate sex and then like missing each other. And that's what the real test is, is not the long distance part. Cause like you said, that's almost like a honeymoon all the time. Yes. Whenever you see each other. But the harder part is when it is like normal life. Do we like each other when we're not having crazy adventures? A thousand percent. And I was cool with that. But I don't think even though he's older than me, he feels a lot younger. Well, he's going skinny dipping in the middle of right, the day. Right. Like his friends, like, it's like a frat basically. They hang out like all it. the time and drink. And so he came to visit me and he was like had missed some plans with them because he hadn't like put them in his calendar and he was like really upset that he was missing like kind of nothing like dinners and I was like like you're here with me right we can eat dinner totally I'm like you're not like you see them all the time and they're all they're all couples like it's not so I don't what it turned out I think I mean, I don't know, there are a million things, but one is he was just like, it's been really hard because I drove up and I had a lot of time to think. And then here we've just like had some downtime and he's stressed about his own career. Mm. And I don't think as someone who was good at like having time to think at all, like in San Francisco, he's working and then he's partying and then he's like running and swimming and then he passes out. Right, right, right. It's so classic, like... That Peter Pan, and actually, I'll even look at this, if I may, a little as a cautionary tale for other people who love to be like, I need someone like fun and exciting and charming and this, and when I see them, I get butterflies and we do all these fun things, and it's like a romance and a storybook and the bachelorette all the time, and it's like, 
that's actually exhausting. It's not sustainable. And if a person is like that, like they're just always on, they're always doing things, chances are, one, they're running from something. They cannot sit with their emotions. A thousand percent. And their feelings. And they don't want to grow up. They've got some weird like Peter Pan thing. And also, I dated a guy like that. And I remember he would be like so on. And like we would like ride bikes all over the city and like break into playgrounds and like go ice skating and like adventure, adventure, adventure. And like his friends were always around. He was always on. And then as soon as we would like get alone, he would literally pass out immediately because it was like a child that you've had totally. out all day like running around the dog park just to mix <laughs> dogs and children <laughs> and then they get home and they just have nothing left for you and it's like there's no private life it's all public and that's not to say that like every time you date an extroverted man it has to be like that but that has been kind of my experiences if someone's whole life is like with other people with other people activity excitement like adventure all the time they're they don't have much of a at-home inner life going on I mean that's a really good point and I think the truth is it was mostly like like he was so into me that it kind of carried us for a sure. little while yeah and because I'm like very good at chilling at home mm-hmm. and so I think I, in LA we become experts at that because no one wants to leave their house here. Yeah, it's just such a pain. It's such a pain. Why would you get in your car when you could just sit on your couch? Yeah, I'll like walk on my neighborhood, but sure. I'm not like, <laughs> no, what, I'm going to go downtown? No. That sounds insane. No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it kind of, did you kind of decide to end it when he came here to see you and was like, I had some time to think? Or after he left, were you like, I just don't think this is, like, how did you kind of? So what happened was we had kind of this dramatic fight when he was here mm. where he was like you know if we're not going to do that much I might leave early to s- so I can make it to dinner with my friends what and I was like what, <laughs> what? and I'm like what do you mean if we're not like it's like it's like 9 a.m right I'm like drinking tea it's like a Saturday morning I'm like I'm like waking up like I don't know what we're doing yet so it was maybe his fourth time in LA so I basically was like I'm no longer the hostess we're just in a relationship now we'll like right. decide what to do with our day right like was my feeling stuff. and also you should hopefully be able to sit and drink tea with your partner and like enjoy yourself like I, I that's mean, like the joy of being in a relationship because you don't have to do me, stuff totally. anymore I don't want to feel like I have to entertain him no, all the time I don't want to do activities I mean I love an occasional activity but a large reason that I used to go to so many activities all the time was to meet people and if I've like met a person I'm perfectly happy to sit at home as all of my friends know and bother me about (laughs) I'm working on it okay you do stuff I do stuff I do stuff I try and find a balance I'm like if I did stuff now I'm not gonna do stuff for sure and I'm the same way yeah like an introvert extrovert blah 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 but I feel like what I was kind of realizing is I was like this is a long distance relationship but you're not a friend visiting me from across the country like I don't feel like I have to do tourist shit with you every time. Right. Like, I you've have been to perform. Here. Yeah. Totally. So he was kind of like, I might leave early. And I was kind of like, um, do you even want to be here? Like, you're going to. And he's like, yeah, but I'm just missing this stuff with my friends. And I was like, but I don't get it because you see your friends like every day. And he was like, well, not really. More like three times a week. And I'm like, oh, I should say, I don't feel that bad saying this because he's not on Instagram. And he's also admitted this, but I think he's on the spectrum. Uh huh. An added layer. Right, right, right. And I actually think I have a habit of falling for guys. I could Because I that. love guys that are super smart, mm-hmm. but I realize that emotional intelligence is also important. Right. There is, <laughs> it is an important balance. Also, like those guys can be great to date because 
sometimes that translates to they can take feedback really well and you can like give them direct instruction and they can follow it. They might not always come up with it themselves, but they might be able to hear like, I need you to call me three times a day. Totally. And then they're like, one, two, three. Okay. (laughs) That's so tragic. (laughs) True. But it's kind of like that, it can be used in a good way, you know, of like if someone doesn't have the most emotional intelligence, you can like spell things out for them and then they'll do exactly what you need. For sure. But it sounds too like he, he kind of had this, maybe because of that, this kind of constant weighing in his mind of like what is more fun that I'm doing like what carries more weight in the fun department and like I should be there even if if he was emotionally intelligent he would know like but time spent with the person you're in a relationship with carries a different weight right than like the fun with your friends but he was just it sounds like he was constantly just like which one's the most fun because that's what I should be doing like it reminds me of my younger brother when he was like a teenager where it was just like, yeah. it would be like we had a family dinner. It's like, but I'm going to miss something with my friends. Yeah. Like, I can't yeah. miss some time with my friends. Yeah. It's FOMO. Right. Very FOMO. And I think the added layer is that the trip before he, I could never tell what he was really bad at communicating. So he would kind of make jokes, which then when we broke up, I realized were like true. But so he'd kind of been like, oh, you know, if you ever lived in San Francisco. And I was like, I'm never moving to San Francisco. Not in like a bitchy way. Like, I work in entertainment. I'm just not, not going to move to San yeah. Francisco. And so he'd kind of said from honestly too early, like maybe I'll move to LA, like I can work anywhere. And so I kind of was like, whatever, like we'll see what happens in life. But so the trip before that, he'd started talking about moving to LA, but then he was like, I was showing him kind of neighborhoods, kind of being like, Los Feliz is cool. And then he's like, I think I'd live in like Malibu. I'm what? like, well, that's barely even LA, but like, whatever. Or he's like on or Manhattan Beach. I'm like also like not LA, but fine. Beautiful neighborhoods. <laughs> but so I think this time I realized the panic was a little bit like if I lived in LA, I would always miss this stuff. And oh. I'm like, we've been like dating long since for a few months. Right. Like you're not moving here now. Right. It's fine. Right. But he so. probably started snowballing and like catastrophizing and being like, this isn't as fun. I have to go. Absolutely. Okay. So then he was like, well, I think maybe I'll go. And you were like, Well, he was like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, you don't know what, if you should go or stay. He was like, yeah. And I was like, if you don't know, I'm not going to try to convince you, like get the hell out. Good. Great. And he was like, why aren't you trying to convince me with the fun stuff we should do? And I was like, no. Because I'm not your babysitter. I'm not like, stay with me and we'll go to the candy store. I don't mean to, I shouldn't have to entice you. So he leaves. He texts me that night, like, I'm not even going to like make the dinner like, you don't care. No one cares. And I just didn't reply. I'm like, you're such a fucking baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. Poor Alex. So, but then I, like, I end up texting him a couple days later. He never calls. He just texts. And so I text him with this long thing where I'm just like, listen, it was, like, a lot really fast. I know that it was, like, we were on our honeymoon, and now it's, like, real life. Um, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think you're worried about work, and it's not really me. Um, and so, and he was like, yeah, you know, let me process this. And I was like, okay, I don't hear from him. So a couple days later, I'm like, can we talk tonight? And he's like, yeah, do you mind if it's like at 10? And I'm like, fine. Cause it was like, he has to go go to dinner. Oh, swimming. And so I'm like, fine. So it ends up being nearly 11. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So we, we have this long talk where he's like actually pretty open about stuff. And, but also there's all this ridiculous stuff. Like, he's like, why do you need to take supplements when you have me? Excuse me? Because, like, you know, I'm into, like, vitamins and health shit. 
Because he's what? just like, I feel like I should be able to give you energy. Like I, but so that doesn't even make sense. He's wild, and so, but at the end of like our hour long call, I'm like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Well, I really care about." Well, first he's like, "No, what do you want?" I'm like, "No, Tim, like what?" And he's like, "I really care about you, but like I want to take a break." And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'm gonna date other people though." And then I was like, "Actually, no. Like we should just break up. Like I don't want someone yeah, who needs a break, break from me after a few what months." Is a break? PSA: Breaks don't work. I was also like three months in. Like what? Well, like that's not three a months break. in long yeah. distance. Why no. do you need a break? A break is just a way of saying I'm too scared to break up with you, and I'm afraid I won't find someone else. So let totally. me see if I do, and then if I don't, come back can to we you. get back together? <laughs> no. So I was just like, no. And he was like, okay, well, if you want to come visit soon, and I was like, no, no, we just broke up. Yeah. And he was like, oh, right. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to believe that he didn't notice the women who were naked and swimming. <laughs> possible i'm believing it now yeah. based on all of this he seems very like um tunnel visiony and also like yes. just focused on the thing that's in front of him but I not really seeing the forest for the trees that's a good right? descriptor mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah. so okay that so that. how do you feel you seem like great were you sad at the time or were you kind of like whatever I was super sad like the couple days after we fought when I like didn't know what was happening um by the time we like had our talk I was like fuck this yeah I mean part of it I think that was helpful was that I don't think he was looking for a breakup like it kind of spiraled out of control and he thought it could be so on his terms that he was like oh wait we're breaking up so I feel I don't know like I felt like I had some power mm-hmm. but also in a weird way it was like he set my self-esteem really high because he was so great in the beginning mm-hmm. and so complimentary that even when he wasn't acting well it was like too late it was like I'm up no, here good. expecting this great behavior and so I'm kind of like if I'm not gonna get it from you I'll get it from someone else totally no I love that I think sometimes people they get treated really well and their self-esteem boosted at the beginning. And then when things start to go downhill, which can happen, they take it personally. Like, I did something wrong. Like, how can I get this person to like me again? And I think it's such a better thing what you did, which is like, oh, no, 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 I'm used to this now. And I know I deserve this. So if you're not still giving it to me, doesn't mean I don't deserve it. It means I need to go somewhere else to get it. Totally. I love that. That's great. So, I mean, not the confidence I have every day, but... But whatever. You take, you know, take it and run with it. Whatever he gave you. It's important, too, from every relationship, whether it's three months or three years, to be like, what did I gain from that? What did I learn from that? And you learned that you deserve to be treated really well. And you also maybe don't need someone who's exciting all the time. Right. (laughs) And I need somebody who can, like... Like, he was very anti-like therapy and like just someone mm. who can be like introspective. Yeah, well, and, and no one should have a out. problem with your supplements. And he was also jealous of the attention I gave my dog. Like, there were no. so many insecurities. This is strange. I, yeah. yeah. So, but great material. Lived- you did it. Yes. Great. Have you heard from him since? Any contact? Yeah. I mean, he's just like. He's so bad at being vulnerable, kind of. Like, he was texting me where he was clearly, like, lonely and sad in D.C., but, like, couldn't actually say it. Right. And then he texted me. So he'd asked to read one of my scripts, and I sent it to him while we were still dating. So he texted me a couple weeks ago saying that he'd, like, read my pilot. And he's like, it was entertaining. Good job. And I was like... Thank you. And I was like, thanks. I'm like, what possessed you to read it now? Right? Like a month after Obviously we break up. Obviously missing you. He's probably he like say that. grasping he goes, at straws. 
He's like, oh, you know, I was on a plane. I didn't have anything else to read. Wow. Right? Like, he can't even say that. There's a Sky magazine. <laughs> there are movies for that. Right. Like, there's podcasts. Uh, wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. I would say great job. Just, like, great job going for it. Great job saying yes to the Thank experience. You. Great job letting go when it clearly needed to be let go. Yes. And great job, like, taking something away from it. Thank you, And not letting it, you know, tear down your confidence or anything, but being able to clearly define for yourself what was you and what was him. Is there anything you'd say you would have done differently or should have done differently, or are you kind of like, I gave it my all my best and that was good? Um, I mean, I think, I don't think there's anything I could have done that would have changed what ha- the outcome. No, totally. Um, but I think, I mean, I listened to what he was saying. I wish he'd been better at communicating earlier, because it was basically when we broke up that I found out stuff that had bothered him. I mean, one thing that made me feel so sad is that he talked about how when we would go to, so I'm like a pretty light sleeper. Me too. And so... Like, if we would, like, cuddle before bed, I'd be kind of like, okay, we can cuddle for a second, and then I'm, like, going to my side. Right, like, I have to curl up in a ball. Totally, like, don't there. touch me. Yeah. You'll wake me up. <laughs> I get too hot. And it turned out it, like, hurt his feelings, like, made him feel really bad. And I'm just, like, I had no idea, and that, I don't know, that's not the kind of thing that would bother me, because I get it. But also, that's not personal. But I just, I mean, I didn't, I think. Maybe you didn't I sometimes forget how sensitive men can be. Yeah. And so, but there were just things like that where I wish we could have communicated better. Although, to be honest, I think it's mostly on him. Yeah, no, it's not. But I'm just like, oh, in hindsight, like maybe I should have realized that planning more things would make him feel like I was excited about him coming. Because to me, when I felt like when I went there, he planned too much. I just Mm. wanted to chill with him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't need a nonstop itinerary. Right. But clearly that was like his love language. Right. So I'm just kind of like, okay, like. I wasn't, like, perfect. Like, I understand there were things where he didn't feel special. So now I know. Well, yeah, I think, but I think this even goes more to you two just not being compatible. More totally. than it goes to, like, you not being perfect, because obviously you're perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, it just sounds like like something like that really hurt his feelings, that you didn't want to cuddle. Maybe you could have explained it so it felt less personal, but, like, also if that's something that's important to him and you just, like, can't do that, then, like, that's an incompatibility. Like, that's just a right. style choice, you know? Also, he could have communicated that so there could have been, like, an in-between. Right, totally. You could be like, okay, I don't know what the in-between would be, but, like, our feet can touch. There or you I'd go. just be like, oh, like, let's cuddle for a minute. Like, right. like I'm not going to be like, okay, bye. I'll be right. like, Okay, sweetie, bye. <laughs> <laughs> really, really love you, but bye. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, and I'm also glad, you know, probably since you listen to this a lot, you've heard me say, don't call someone your boyfriend before three months. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> but that's because for a very specific reason, and obviously, like, you skipped that, but you still kind of the same idea came across, which is, like, three months is about how long it takes for those initial hormones to wear totally. off a little and to just be like, oh, like, in this one book I read, it's called the first three months is the perfect phase, and then the next three to six is the imperfect phase. And that's where kind of the incompatibilities or stuff about them that's not perfect starts to show, and that's the moment when you go... Yes, I can live with this or no, I cannot. And so that's why I often say wait for three months because 
for some people, which didn't happen with you, but for some people, when they put that title on, they're less likely to be able to get out of it once they realize it's not good. So I'm like, just hold off on the title because even if we don't want it to, it kind of puts this pressure on. It's not just like, I'm seeing you and now I don't want to anymore. It's like, I'm exclusive with you. You're my boyfriend. You're the one I chose. I told people you were my boyfriend and now I have to decide to end it. And for some reason, that's harder. It wasn't harder for you, which is great. But I think like the three-month thing is real, which you can even see here, in that it took about three months to be like, who is this person really? Yeah. You know, even if it's long distance, three months is about the amount of time where their true colors are going to start to show. Like in three months, you see them in different situations with their friends, with their family, with your friends, like travel together, whatever it is. That's enough time to really know, is this a match? Yeah, no, that's such a good point. I'm pure nine. Good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't feel like, I don't really care if my friends are like, oh, you have a boyfriend now, you don't have a boyfriend. Right. which I, I admire also. But, but you yeah. know, the thing that messed with my head is that I think because of the story was so good mm. that, like, we met at, like, my college was, or kind of, like, very, like, a lot of people get married at the college you've met and mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm like, I, most people live on the East Coast because it's Virginia, and so the idea of, like, meeting someone there but reconnecting in California, mm-hmm. and then us going on this the crazy Istanbul. vacation on, yeah. like, our second date yeah. or whatever, yeah. I was basically, and we had this crazy chemistry, and so I was kind of like, I guess this is it. And so even when he showed me things that, like, I really didn't like, I was kind of like, well, this is just, no one's perfect, and he's, like, my soulmate, so I guess I put up with it. Wow, interesting. Now it sounds insane to me. It doesn't sound insane. No, because that, I mean, that's the other thing, too, and I think for as much as being kind of writers, creative people, it helps us to kind of embrace the adventure, we also can get even a little bit more attached to the story of things than your average person, your lay person, and (laughs) everyone loves a good story. And like, of course, like we've been fucking injected with this rom-com world our entire lives all around us. So of course we're going to latch on to like, this is so romantic. I can tell my kids we can get married at the college that we both went to. Like, of course, I'm just going to ignore all the things that aren't working and just make it work. And I mean, no one is perfect. So anyone you date, obviously there are going to be things you're like, oh, they're not perfect. And like, this isn't perfect, but it's going to be much more of a negotiation with those things. And like, there are going to be things you can work with right. rather than like a complete clash of two people who cannot really work around each other. A thousand percent. I, you know, probably got married when I was 22 because of the really great story. Did you get married at 22? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To who? Um. Well, here it comes. My... <laughs> <laughs> Um, my security guard on my birthright Israel trip. If you want a good story, you know what I mean. It was just like too Wait, hot so like to one not. Of the soldiers. Yes. Oh my with god, like they're a so giant hot. Gun. They're so hot. Also, Israelis are so good looking. They're so hot. It's <laughs> unreal. It's unreal. Don't don't anyone date them. Oh but my god, they're I'm so very passionate. Hot. Yeah. Well, I mean. I think I slept with him like the first night of the trip and it was like so hot. And then we were together maybe for like four days of the trip. Yeah. And just like sleeping together. And and people were chill with this? I don't think that many people knew about it. But it's like technically, I mean, that's why they're put on these trips. Like they just want the Jews to like make babies. That's all we want. Just be your blood Jew. Yeah. They're like Israeli American Jew. We blend them together and we get a super Jew. So I think it was like totally, like there was no like curfew, like no one was watching what was going on, you know? And after like four days, he had to leave the trip and it was like, okay, he barely spoke English. Like he spoke pretty good, pretty good for like, 
you know, an Israeli, but like, yeah. we had nothing in common. <laughs> we had literally nothing, nothing in common. But I was just like in love with this story. And so we like kept in touch while I was still in Israel. And then I came back to the US and I was also like 22. Totally. And I like went on tour with some show. And for six months we were long distance. And it was this like fraught thing. And he was going to get a visa and come to America. But the (gasps) visa fell through. And then I went to visit him in Israel. And I stayed with his family who didn't speak any English. (laughs) And he'd be gone at work all the time. And I would just be like hanging out with them. And then he was like, well, my visa fell through. And then he like came to New York and then we like dated for a couple months and it was never good. Like our relationship was <laughs> never good. I don't remember one good moment, like not one, but I was just like, this is so romantic. And like right. I had never been in love before Yeah, and no one had ever made me feel beautiful and he liked me without makeup. Yeah, and I was totally. like, he's this hot man. And I had gone to like art school so I was just like okay and I just like kept staring down the barrel of a gun and being like but it's a really good story right and then when he was gonna leave because his visa was up I was like let's get married and he was like no I'm not marrying you for a green card it has to be for real and I was like that sounds like a good idea (laughs) (laughs) I love it so I did it and you know I wouldn't say it was a mistake because I think I learned so much about like who I am and what I want and obviously ended up having to get out of that relationship Um, and it wasn't good and it wasn't healthy but I learned a lot and I grew a lot and I probably wouldn't take it back. Mm. No I mean I kind of feel like everything leads you to where you're supposed to be right Right, like you have an amazing partner now. Yes and I never thought I would get married again because I was like well that was my shot at that didn't work out but now look I'm gonna get married and it's gonna be beautiful and it's gonna be the relationship that I want and it's like 14 years later. Speaks great great English. (laughs) Speaks amazing English. He doesn't carry a gun. It's great Um, but you know it's all about and even like as it was happening I remember being like this is such a bad idea, <laughs> but it's such a good story. And so I just kind of like put my parents through it and put everybody else through it because I was 22 and I was like, I need the story. And I ended up writing like two shows about it. Amazing. I was going to say like, this should be a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because like who does that? And I think I did a few more after, many more after that that was just like, I mean, I moved out here for a guy that I knew for six weeks. But it got you out here. It got me out here. And Eventually, I met my partner now and found my true life's calling. And, you know, you got to kind of embrace these things. The key is just not to stay in them beyond when the story should end. Absolutely. Yeah. And to just be like, that was a good run. I'm not going to beat myself up about making terrible decisions, but I'm going to move on now. No, it's like eating the whole pint of ice cream. Like, don't feel guilty about it. Just like it happened. Right. I feel sick now, so I'm not going to eat it tomorrow. Right. I'm probably not going to get another one. I'm not going to crack open another one in the freezer now. Maybe next week, but not right now. (laughs) That was a long tangent about my own life, which I I don't normally do, but I feel like you would appreciate it. It's so appreciated. On my birthright, there was a hot soldier, and when he left, he gave me a picture, a shirtless picture of him with a gun, but then I found out he'd given it to like four of the girls. (laughs) I felt so unspecial. One of you would get him his green Someone card. Someone would buy it. Come on. <laughs> I bet it was the same guy. <laughs> Slash married. Um, great. 
Right. We've already learned so much. Let's visit your email about topics that we want to talk about. So we did my relationship that started with the second date to Istanbul. Classic. Killed it. Love that. You're doing great now. Wait, so how long ago was that? We broke up maybe six weeks ago. Not that long ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And have you been back out there since? Or are you kind of a taking a little it bit? Um, I went on a couple dates with a guy who'd been kind of messaging me before we got into a relationship. And then I went on like one lame Tinder date. Interesting. Are you on, you're on Tinder and Hinge? Yeah. Although Tinder, I deleted. So I'm basically on Hinge. I'm not really in the mood for you're dating. You're not like, like online it. dating right yeah. now. Well, it's also like, I do feel like there's that cuffing season before the holidays. And then once the holidays kind of start, everyone goes into like lockdown mode. Because it's just like, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be with my family. Right. Not feeling so sexy with all this turkey eating. (laughs) But then after the holidays, everyone's like, wow, I don't want to go through that alone ever again. Let me get out there. (laughs) Okay. So So this time next year, I have something. Someone. So I feel like January things really start to pop. Okay, that makes me feel better about being kind of hermity. Yeah, I think you're like, fine right now. I think it's normal. Leaving town next week. It's I don't getting know. dark early. You're leaving town. You're about to go eat a lot of food. New Year's is a great time for like random make out some fun stories. I know, I'll be in Atlanta though. Yeah, that seems but like a good New Year's town. I just feel like people get married early. But you can yeah, but then they get divorced. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. True. You're right about it. That second wave. <laughs> I totally. I feel like my cousin told me that a couple of years ago. She I think was it's like, true. Yeah, I've told a couple people like you're a second wife. Like you're a you told second Steph wife first. That. They just told. Well, especially because she doesn't want kids. I don't think right. Or isn't Perfect second them, wife. So it was like, yes. Yeah. I don't know if you're a second wife, but I could see you. Well, I guess that would make you a second wife. I was going to say, I could see you catching people after their divorce. Yeah, that would make you a second <laughs> wife. <laughs> but like an know. early second wife, like a young second wife. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm an LA second wife. If I was in Atlanta or DC still, thousand percent. Well, who says you can't import? That's true. You go to Atlanta. I'm a big fan of importing. You go to Atlanta for New Year's, uh-huh. make out. You're obviously good at the like, make them fall in love with you and do the long distance <laughs> thing. <laughs> Just because it didn't work one time doesn't mean it can't work a You're second totally time. You're totally right. But you need like an Atlanta gentleman mm-hmm. who's going to be like not like a San Francisco tech bro, Ugh. but like yeah, like an Atlanta like I married my high school sweetheart and then turns out we didn't love each other, but like I'm really just looking for someone quirky and new and different. Totally. And but we didn't you. have kids. But we didn't have kids. We didn't have kids. We had a dog. We had a golden doodle. We share it. She has it now. Yeah. She- <laughs> okay, okay. Now. Do you want to touch on this? Next topic was your vagina surgery. So I actually, I mean, I'm nervous about it, but I okay. do want to because I, to. I listened to a podcast that helped me find the doctor who like helped me. Okay, great. So I was like, I need to share about share. this. Would you share? I don't know anything about this. Oh my God. This so, is like a big shift of topics, but I'm glad shift. you're on board. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So thank you for asking. <laughs> Always. So I had... A lot of vag- basically like pain during sex. Okay. For like ever. Wow. And even before that, I couldn't really wear tampons. And I saw a bunch of gynecologists who were comically useless. Like, what would they say? Like, like oh, you just need to be more turned on. Yeah, it would be like, relax, use lube, drink wine. One, drink honest wine. to God, was like. Wine actually dehydrates you, so that's terrible advice. But Well, it was all just like, relax, right. like, like it's relax. in your mind, yeah, 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 which yeah, I just yeah. feel like Love people that. do for Women like. Women are his. If this was like a men's issue, but yeah, okay. One gynecologist 
without even checking me, gave me like estrogen cream, which is kind of like if you're having pain after menopause, which mm. I mean, can be a thing. Your hormones are off, but sure. she didn't even like check me. Mm-hmm. One memorably, and also none of these fucking fancy gynecologists are covered by your insurance. Sure. They're all like $400 for an hour. Right. One of them told me I should get an Asian boyfriend. Oh my God. Swear to God. This oh was a God. Beverly Hills gynecologist. Oh was it a joke? Was it said as a joke? No. It Which was not even a little bit would not make it okay joke. either. He also, I was dating some at the time, and he told me to send him pictures of his penis, because he could tell if he had STD. Like, it was oh, wild. No. And he would be like, why aren't guys trying to date you? Like, you're, you have big boobs. I was like, I, but he was like this old Israeli. It was very bizarre. Of course. I swear no, I'm not like anti-Israeli. Yes. But <laughs> I'm Jewish. Um, no. <laughs> I'm not anti-Semitic. I went to but, an old, maybe Israeli, or some, something like that. Guy now sent. He told me if I named my first child after him, he would deliver the baby for free. Interesting. Would consider it. I'm like, but I mean, yeah, that that sounds like a good deal. I liked his name anyway, but um, yeah, guy knows they have a special kind of privilege. They think, don't they? Totally. They're like, well, I'm already in your vagina, so really, I can just say whatever I want, say anything. right? Anything. Seen you naked. You want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were so worthless. And so I like saw a bunch of physical, like they would send me to physical therapists and the goal there is to kind of get your pelvic floor to relax. Right. But it wasn't about relaxing. Right. right. Like it turned out, I listened to this bodies podcast, which I highly recommend Mm. where each episode is about a different, like kind of hard to diagnose health thing. I love bodies. And the host was having pain during sex. So the thing I have, um, it's basically like the opening of the vagina, that tissue super thin, and you can either, hormones can throw it off, like your birth control, and that's easier because you fix it with, like getting off your birth control and with hormone cream, or you can have what I have, which is that it was like congenital. So I basically always had it where it was so painful at the opening, but no one really recognized it, and they were kind of just like, you're a virgin, or like you're not relaxing or you're not dating the right guy or something. But it was like such a just like physical thing that needed to be yeah. diagnosed. Yeah, and you knew it because we know our bodies. Yes. And it's like, no, I know. But people making me feel crazy. I had of a therapist course. who was like, maybe you were abused and don't realize it. I can't tell you how everyone, which I guess makes sense, but everyone asked if I was like raped or had been abused. Why wouldn't someone it? just assume that like, there's something physically wrong. I don't know. If it's you're such saying a there's something thing. physically wrong, there is something physically wrong. It was always it's like that mental. it was a mental thing. Oh my God. And because I do have anxiety, like most people in 2019. Sure, who doesn't? But so I think because of that, they'd be like, oh, she's a young girl who's anxious. Right. So and I'm like, this hurts. isn't. I'm surprised you even. I mean, it makes me kind of sad that you even like pushed through having pain to like have sex with boyfriends or whatever I assume I mean I barely did but I definitely it was truly just with one boyfriend like I waited a really long time to have sex because it was so painful if someone was like Uh. like I could tell it was going to be yeah and so I dated one guy and we like would have sex but like barely because it sucked Mm -hmm. and so that obviously didn't help our relationship Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that was you know Mm -hmm. so I mean I kind of once I finally figured it out I saw this doctor in DC who like and you showed, got the doctor from listening to that yeah podcast? like and he's wow. kind of like the doctor for this mm-hmm. he's in New York and DC um like all of these doctors he's like super arrogant but he sure. like knows his stuff but actually is right and is kind of was like showing me like on a camera being like see this is the only area that hurts you everything else is fine and I'm like why didn't anyone else notice this right so I ended up getting the surgery that took off that part wow. so it was just at the opening what's his name his name is Dr Andrew Goldstein okay. 
I mean, I think other doctors do it too. And so how are you now? I'm good. I'm like not 100%. Was this before your boyfriend or This after? was before my boyfriend. Okay. So this was like in February. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I don't know, eight months or something. Um, like I'm good. I mean, I can have sex. It's still not like perfect, but mm-hmm. I also feel like sex wasn't great with my boyfriend. And right. maybe if it had been like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, but just the fact that I could have sex and not be in agony was amazing. Amazing. Wow. So... And anyway. probably, I mean, did he say it would take a while for it to heal? Yeah, it takes time. So you probably have to heal. And then probably, I mean, at this point, there probably is a little bit too of you just tensing up or having not great associations yeah, with it. For sure. Combined with it hurting for real for many, many years. So my guess would be like also when you find the right person who's like patient and kind and you feel comfortable trying different things to see what doesn't hurt and what does. That'll be good, too. Yeah, I hope so. Did you feel like you could talk about it with? Like, is this something you've talked about with partners in the past that you could address it with them? Or how did you handle that? I mean, I didn't. So now I can. And so when, once I figured out what the issue was, like, it was such a relief to be diagnosed. And then I knew I was like, tried some of the hormones, but it was pretty clear that I'd always had this. So it wasn't a hormonal thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna have to get surgery. Like, so I kind of stopped dating then. Cause of I was course. just like, I'm going to get surgery in a couple months and then be out of commission for a couple months. Um, but once I got it and like got back to LA and settled in, I started dating and like all of a sudden I was dating a lot and I was totally telling people cause I was like, there's an end in sight. Mm-hmm. But before I like wasn't totally aware of what was going on. Yeah. People were making me feel crazy. Mm-hmm. So I definitely dated a couple guys where like we would date for a while and not have sex. And no one would really address it. And it just like wasn't great. And no one kind of like got on you about not having sex. It was so weird that they didn't. It's great. But it also, it kind of would just like peter out instead of someone like addressing. And I wasn't totally aware of why I was so resistant to having mm-hmm, sex. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, if it, yeah. If it but I like didn't really time. know because, so anyways. Well, congratulations. Thank you. But I wanted to spread the life. word because when I was telling my friends, I found out how many friends have had pain. I know so many Wild. people. I know someone who just, um, she was having pain. Like, not just when she was having sex, but, like, all the time. And she recently went to this doctor in L.A. I forget what they're called. But they put, like, a a tube Uh that pumped ozonated oxygen into your vagina. And you sit with it for, like, 30 minutes. And she said it, like, fixed... Wow. whatever it like kills certain free radicals and bacteria and whatever else and like you go a few times and then it's supposed to like and she said she was already feeling so much better I mean it's just like such a complicated system that we have and we're like oh it should just work and it makes a lot of sense that one little thing your chemistry your you know anatomy whatever it is gets thrown off could be emotional could be physical whatever it is that, yeah, that's where your pain is going to go, you know? Totally. And because sex is a very vulnerable thing that's yeah. very complicated. And it's like, yeah, of course, that's going to be affected if there's anything else going on with your body. Totally. The but pH it, is so delicate. Yeah. And you can get, I mean, there's just so much that can go wrong. I wish men had to deal it's with so this. Fucking it's an, like, so fucking, like, literally, annoying. what happens, except for catching an STD, nothing can And even that, they like, don't really suffer from that. Totally. But, like, the millions of things. And is... they have this, like, STD-wielding sword. Oh, totally. That they're just, like, waving around. 
That's like, do you watch the show Southern Charm? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing reality show on Bravo. I recommend it to all your I listeners. I feel like I would like it, which it's is like why. It's like rich people in Charleston. Yeah. It's very I feel like I watched it once when I was like in a nail salon and I was like, oh, this is dangerous. There's one guy who's like not very impressive. His name is Shep, but he sleeps with everyone. Sure. I would sleep with him. Sure. And in one of the, like in the last season's episodes, basically someone like accuses this girl and is like Shep gave you gonorrhea and they're all like she's like no he did it and I'm like hello Shep should be embarrassed but right. he's not embarrassed no he's not embarrassed it's the girl yeah. and I'm like wait that's insane he's the one spreading STDs right Shep's like let me stick my gonorrhea stick in you <laughs> and then you deal with it it was wild how none of it went on him but yeah I they like if they had to deal with just a fraction of what we go through every month, every day, the upkeep, the peeing after sex, like yeah. everything, everything, the hormones, the, the periods, hormones, the, the period, every, the bloat. Okay. Um, <laughs> next topic. Oh, this I was gonna say. You kind of touched on this earlier, but your belief that rejection is so much better than uncertainty. When I asked you if you were sad about the breakup, you said, I was sad in those days after the big fight because I didn't really know what was going on. But then once we talked and I kind of like figured out where he was and what was going on, you were not sad anymore. You were just mad. And mad is great. Yes. Great. And I mean, I think, I feel like I spent the first like, 25 or more years of my life so afraid of rejection that I wouldn't like put myself out there at all because I was just I don't know I had this movie idea that the guy should be chasing me kind of yeah and then I told a guy that I liked him based any kind of was just like not into it and I was like so surprised at how whatever it was I was just like okay like now I can move on whereas before I had in my head where I was like I feel like we have this connection I'm not sure he'll never make a move right 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 but I also yes when I did it I was like oh it's not it's fine. I think it's, I can't agree with you enough. I think the worst place for people to live in is the like, maybe. And so I can't quite let go of this person. I can't yeah. quite move on. I can't be interested in anyone else at the off chance, which is why one, I think what people really hate about ghosting is not the rejection. It's the uncertainty. Totally. It's the like, you're not worthy of me even like closing this door. I'm just going to leave it open and let you suffer. Like, 100%. and if it's like, if like so many guys, I think I'm going to call them out are like, well, I don't like conflict or I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm just going to disappear. And I'm like, that is so much more hurtful than just being like, I'm not feeling it. And then that person can take their dignity and move on. Thousand percent. And also, it's so arrogant, right? Sorry, oh to interrupt my, no, you. no, no. But Go the ahead. idea that they're going to be so heartbroken after a few dates oh. that you're not into them. Yeah, like, like I try die. to really tell people if I'm going a few dates and they keep emailing and I'm not into it, I'm just like, I'm sorry, like X Y Z, and they're fine. They're even if their fine. ego is hurt, even if you like have a magical night with someone and you make out and you're like, this is everything, and you even have like two or three dates, it's still better to just get that closure yeah. because even if it takes you like a day or two of crying you'll be done with it instead of like well he didn't text me so maybe he's just been really busy or like he said he was going out of town or like but he said he was really into me it's like just do us all a favor and like cut the leg off yes, already. like let me go, let him go. <laughs> free me but we trap um no I love that so much and I think I just feel like you overall the sense I'm getting is that you are just like blossoming into this like amazing dating goddess thank you and probably right when you peak you're gonna find your person and then be done with it and then be a little sad which is what happened to me so that's honestly how I felt after my vagina surgery where I was like now I'm dating now I'm in the world and I had all these people at once and then I started dating my 
now ex-boyfriend. And I was kind of sad because I was like, I have so many options right now. Right. But I don't know. I don't totally feel that right now. But it I might be like a little lull. It might be, first of all, even though you didn't date your ex for that long and you knew kind of when it was done, that doesn't mean it doesn't a little bit take the wind out of your sails. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't just, just kind of like... um deflate you a little for a second like it's okay to be human and have feelings and be like well that wasn't that fun to go through I don't think I'm like itching to do that again totally which is fine you know as long as you don't turn a three-month relationship into like three years of celibacy (laughs) like taking a couple months also you like have a new vagina like (laughs) I do you're working like yeah you know and it is kind of like the getting darker time people are you know, settling down with their newly cuffed selves. So I think now is like a great time to kind of regroup and be like, what did I learn? What can I take? And how can I like have fun with this again? Because like you should come back out there when you're ready to enjoy it, you know? Yeah, thank you for saying that. Especially, yes, because I felt kind of bad. Like I'm on the apps and like some people message me and then I'm just like immediately like, ugh. Yeah. Like it feels like so much like work. Maybe you just want to, and I don't normally say this, but because I trust that you're going to be out there after the story once again, you might want to just completely delete them for the rest of the holiday season. See who you can meet in real life. Go to like everyone's holiday parties and have fun. Yeah. Be down for a random makeout. Great. And like give out your phone number when you feel like it. But maybe if the apps are kind of dragging you down and just like sucking the life out of you right now. Do it a different way and just like give yourself a break and also be like short term, long distance, whatever it was, I'm allowed to feel like sad that something I was excited about didn't work out. Yeah. You know, not because you failed, not because he failed, but it just wasn't it. Right. But in your mind, you went there for a little bit. So you're going to have a come down from that. Are you sure you're not my therapist? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Okay. We, wow, we're, we're just powering through your bullet points okay not getting caught up in the story we kind of talked about getting caught up in the story because we love the story but do you also mean the story of like this is what I always do this is what always happens and then like fulfilling that for yourself or do you mean like the actual like that was so fun we went to Istanbul and I don't want to let it go yeah 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 mostly the rom-com story and I think I do a pretty good job at ignoring people when they're like LA is hard blah 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 but I can occasionally be thrown you know when you're walking around somewhere in LA and you're feeling really good and then just like a few models walk by (laughs) and you're just like fuck like (laughs) I do but let me tell you something um no one you want to date wants to date models right so even though I get that, it's like also like those poor models, like poor models, um, <laughs> <Plus their hearts. laughs> but like when they, you know, that's what they have right now and they're yeah. using it to the best of their ability. Most of them are going to lose most of that. And so they're just trying to get someone, this is so horrible of me to say, but they're trying to get someone before they lose that. <laughs> before the balloon comes off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very aware that, oh, they better find something else they offer soon. Yeah. And whereas you offer so much, plus you're super hot. So like whatever. But like, I, I hear you because I go through that as well. I'm like, I'm 5'2". And you're obviously hot. I'm, I'm like, like a small, small like Russian. I don't feel like anyone's peasant. like, I wish you were taller. Like, well, thank you. <laughs> but like, you know, I can feel like a little bit of a elf sometimes. <laughs> a beautiful. Neighborhood Christmas elf. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like we all go through that. But you know that you have plenty of sex appeal and that men want right. you. I and mean, I the Israeli doctor told you that. So like really Hello. you should know. like 80 and horrified. <laughs> but no. And I mean, especially it's like if a friend was telling me that, I'm just like, there are enough people for everyone. Yes, like you're totally. not in competition with them. I was briefly on Raya, mm-hmm. you know, that dating app. Oh that was not good for the self Soul sucking. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm off Raya. Also, no more like, DJs. Those are not guys you want to date. They no, that's like all, all I hear DJs. is that it's DJs. I'm, so, I'm not trying to date a DJ unless it's not even that. No, what even is a DJ these days? Like you make a no, Spotify playlist? I can do that. <laughs> I'm a DJ. I feel like can it's I just like Raya? being Scott Disick. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Um, you don't need that. Also, like if you think about most of the people you know in happy relationships, probably most of them are not like the hottest people you know. Well, and that's not even in like my an goal. objective. My way. goal isn't to date the hottest no, person. So no. I try to remind myself that's not like every guy. Is but also liar. like those girls, most of you know yeah. what I mean. Like they're, I'm sure many attractive people are in relationships, but like it's not all Instagram models that are in relationships right. and that like have success. It's much more about. Obviously having an inner confidence and like having stuff going on in your life. Totally. I love what you said when we first sat down to talk and you brought up Elaine's episode. So good. And you were like, what I loved about what she said, shout out Elaine, um, is that she's very unique. And if someone's going to like her, they're going to like her. And if they're not, they're not. She's not everyone's cup of tea. So she doesn't need to stress out about being everyone's cup of tea. And also that when she was feeling down or waiting for someone to call or text, she would be like, what can I do to make myself feel good? And it would be like, write a song, write a poem, make a cake, watch um, Southern Charm. (laughs) Think about Chef's gonorrhea stick. A thousand percent. When I think that I used to really downplay the anxiety of like waiting for someone to text because mm. you're kind of like, I've been out with them one time, who cares? Mm. But like it is very stressful. It's so validating when they do yeah. and when they don't. It's just, it, it is, it's like this real, it can be such a distraction from everything else. You can put all of your energy and self-worth yeah. into this one thing of like, I remember I used to be like, when they would text me, it would be like the best day of my life. Everything is Which was fun. It's so fun. (laughs) And like you shouldn't run away from that. If they text you, that's great. But if you're having that like crazy myopic anxiety towards your phone, I love the idea of going to do something else that makes you feel good. Yes. When I think you, what I try to remind myself of is that when that stuff is happening in kind of early dating, you still don't actually know if you like them. Right, exactly. Like you're so focused on them liking you that it's like, wait, like... Which is the other reason I say three months. Because I'm like, don't be like gunning towards the title. No. You should be actually figuring out, not if they'll let you be their girlfriend, but if you want them to be your boyfriend. Like, have they earned it? Do they seem like a good match for you? Absolutely. Another word I'll say about um, not looking like a total model is I think like it's really hard when you kind of look like that because you're just constantly competing with everyone else who looks like that and you're never going to be the top one who looks like that. Yeah. Whereas like if you're not even close to that, like me, for example. Stop it. No, but I mean like in a good, like I don't, I'm never going to look like an Instagram model. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't even have to try. I don't have to try and beat them. I just have to be me. Yeah. I just have to like look good for me. But like I'm never going to be like the C version of the A version. You're right. That would be so fucking sad. So stressful. What I think is hard about LA is that I think so many people come out here because they were the prettiest person in their town. Yes. People are like, you're beautiful. Be in Hollywood. Yes. But which ends up just like in every industry, there are these really attractive people who didn't make it in acting basically Mm -hmm. or modeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do think that would be really 
that's hard, hard like, to be I like, I'm the prettiest one. And then, so the, all of that said, there's nothing wrong with being very pretty and being the prettiest one in your town. But it's <laughs> no like, hate if you're beautiful. No hate if you're beautiful. <laughs> but it's good to have other things that make you unique and to embrace what makes you unique instead of being like, Everyone else has long eyelashes. I should get fake eyelashes. Right. Like, those 25-year-olds don't have wrinkles, so let me get enough Botox that I don't have wrinkles. Like, I'm 36. No one's ever going to think I'm 25. I need to give up on that dream. I'm not 25. It's not you even know? a good dream. It's not a good dream. I don't want to be 25. I was so stupid when I was 25. Yeah, same. Horrible. And what guy is like, oh, shit, her face isn't perfectly plastic. Yeah. I wish she would look so much more attractive if it was all puffed up. Her face moves. What a weirdo. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> I do kind of want to get Botox just in one area but like I know Matt will know and then he'll never let me live it down so like I'm not allowed it's very sad okay intuitive app dating and not being a people pleaser so so I thought you would get mad at me about this but you're letting me off the hook for dating right now so Mm -hmm. so part of it is probably for dating apps I'm not really letting you off the hook for meeting people IRL yeah if I meet someone great great great, great. great. and having adventures yeah great okay yes um I feel like it was me just, like, not getting excited about the people I've been matching with. Mm -hmm. And then, like, one person I went out with, and kind of immediately when I saw him, I'm like, I knew I wasn't attracted to Mm. you. And so I'm just trying, I feel like in other areas of my life, I've gotten very, like, intuitive. Like, even though this looks good on paper, it's, like, not the right fit for me Mm -hmm. in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to do that in dating, too. Mm -hmm. But I know I might be jumping the gun. I think you're jumping the gun because... As I always say, you cannot know anything from these apps. These apps are not really... Okay, fine. If they put like, yay Trump, or like something equally horrifying, you can know something. But other than that, like if it's just like, they're kind of nice and boring, I say go on the date. As someone who loves stories and adventures, you should just be out there. I love dates. But dates are stories and adventures. Sometimes, but not if you're just meeting up with a boring person. But every date (laughs) is an opportunity to meet the love of your life, a great makeout, Uh a new friend, or a business connection, or a great story. Oh, wow. Those are the options. Okay. And if they're your new friend, their their friend could be your love of your life. So you always want to put your best foot forward, give everyone a chance. And when you're on the date, be like, what am what can I get out of this? In the purely LA way, what can (laughs) I get out of this? (laughs) Am I gonna get am I just gonna make him fall in love with me so I feel really good about myself when I reject him? Sorry, that's mean, (laughs) but like if that's your motivation, go for it. Might you might be surprised. You might be like, I'm gonna make them fall in love with me, and then you're like, Oh, I'm in love with them. Great. Is this from experience? (laughs) Maybe. Or you can be like, oh, how can they help me in my professional life? Or you can be like, ooh, let me find out about their weird job so I can write a story about it. True. Or like, oh, they like obviously are just a friend connection, but like maybe they know someone and we can hang out more. You know, like whatever it is, figure out what you can get and what reason you can give yourself for being there. Don't look for reasons to not be there. Yeah. So I would say, you know, obviously – once you get back on the apps, like pay attention. If you're not going on a lot of dates, then you need to stop filtering so much and okay. just be saying yes more. Yeah. But if you're getting a lot of dates, it's fine. All of that said, I'll also say always beware of that. They just don't excite me. Like no one should really excite you before you've even met them. And if they do, oh, they're probably going to turn out to be a crazy person. You think so? 
Yeah. I mean, like, witty banter is fine, but it's but never just, like, a guarantee. You can tell you're very attracted to them or something. Can you? I've thought that I was attracted to people in pictures and then I was not I in mean, real true. life. It's not a guarantee. Like, there's no, there's no sure thing for yes or for no, except yeah. for maybe, like, Trump stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, like, also start questioning what feels like yes, definitely to you, because it oh, might just yeah. be what you're used to. Such a good point. It might just be like, that's familiar to you. That's what you always go for. Right. But since you're not currently married to any of those people, you might want to try looking for something else. <laughs> Harsh but fair. <laughs> I love like, when people are like, but my type. But I'm like, are you with your type right yeah. now? Then it's not your type. Is that working? Yeah. Is it working for you? Oh, the last five guys you dated were like that? Are you still dating them? <laughs> no? Okay. Good point. Move on. Great. The importance of chemistry, not intellectualizing it and being your body. Yeah. I think that will all play out. But again, I would encourage you, be in your body, but unless your body's saying like, no, run, I'm going to vomit, <laughs> give it a second. Like, give three dates to be attracted to someone. See, I don't know, because in, I mean, I get that. In the past, I have pushed it too far with guys who I just like as humans, but I'm not attracted to. And then what happened? There's no chemistry. So but then, then what happened? We keep hanging out and then we like make out and it's terrible. And I'm like, maybe this will get better. And then we hang out again and make out again. And then I'm like, I'm physically repulsed by you. I'll never see you again. That's fine. That's what dating is. Doesn't it feel like that's like over all this time. I feel bad that I've led them on. You haven't led them on. They can yeah. fucking take it. They're not planning your wedding. They didn't put a down payment on a venue. Like you're fine. <laughs> Like That's it's not, point. you want to give them a fair chance. Yeah. You know, I say three dates. Okay. If you're repulsed the first time you make out, you don't have to make out again. Yeah. I'll say that. But like right. you should, you should try and go for the make out or the kiss early on because you get a lot of information. Yeah. You get a lot of information. They need to go for that. If you feel like they want to, mm-hmm. you can be like, you can kiss me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't do like, do you want to kiss me? Oh. But just be like, you can. Okay. You can. Like, but like, make sure you lean in. Yeah. Make sure you make it kind of easy for them. Make some physical contact before that. Touch their arm. Touch their leg. Good be call. like, I'm not afraid or grossed out by you. I'm into oh. this. Even if you're not totally. If you're like more than 50% into it, give them the green light. Okay. Do it. That's good. Yeah. Because you'll get a lot of information. And it might be that you're repulsed. I still think even if the first makeout isn't great, because sometimes it takes a little while to like learn each other's styles. Or like in my case, maybe someone like didn't have the best trimmed beard the first time we made out. (laughs) And I was like, this is a problem. But I worked through it. And eventually he trimmed his beard. Of course. We haven't had a problem since. (laughs) I thought, I started not obsessed with Elaine, but in her interview, she talked about like smell. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I, and you were like, get close. I was like, you know what? I don't. You gotta. Like, I feel like I'm awkward in the beginning and kind of like, oh, you're the stranger. No, you want to lean in. Like, if they're leaning on the table, you lean in, put your hand on their hand. What? Yeah. Because it also makes it just like more intimate right away. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Do it. (laughs) Break that wall. You want to be like getting in their personal space. You know, you want to be like, I'm not afraid. What are you going to (gasps) do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is not too aggressive. It's not like yeah. taking the chase away from them. It's just like opening the door. Okay. It's also not as much as we men are gonorrhea sticks. Like <laughs> I also feel a little bad for them right now because they get a lot of messaging of like, don't True. even touch women, don't even try. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's gonna get anywhere if no one even tries. I know. And if there's no physical contact made. Sorry, but like this is what makes dating not friendship. Yeah. You know, so like we have to get in there. Yes. So someone has to do it. Okay. So sit close to them. Don't sit across from them. 
them, sit like either on a corner or even next to them if it's like a booth situation. Okay. Like be like, I'm going to come sit next to you. Yeah. I hate this like job interview style totally. thing. You know, and just get in there. Okay. Be bold, be brave. <laughs> get a random makeout. I mean, worst thing is you get a random makeout. You're like, I don't want to do that again. And then you don't do it again. I mean, the worst thing is herpes, but besides that. Besides yes. that, yeah, that's the problem. If you see an open source, <laughs> don't make out. Wait till they're clear. Words of um, but like herpes doesn't really spread unless you have, right? An open yeah, source. Yeah, is that true? Right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not like spreading fine. medical not information on this thing. Um, but all of that said, I looked at your profiles and I love them. I think it's okay. I have no critique. And even, I know there's a selfie, but the like little comment under it is like, I know selfies are like garbage. Oh, or I, I was fine with that because you showed your body and we all know that's important. Um, I think... The only one I'm not wild about, because I just feel like it's kind of a waste of a question, is the give me travel tips for. Yeah. Because to me, even though it's very specific, you're kind of being just like, I'm going these places. Like, it's not like inviting anyone in, because like, who are the people who have been to those specific places? And are they really going to be like, oh, so tell me about this trip to Japan? You know, like. Yeah, good point. Because when they do give super specific recommendations, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. I have Yelp for that. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, wait, I have a question. Yes. So I find that sometimes my sense of humor, like, falls flat. Or even I'm not making a joke. And, like, there was one guy who had liked a picture, and I replied, like, Look a nice jacket. Look at your beautiful oh, thank face. Thank you. Stunning. I was, like, a nice... He, like, was kind of a musician. He had this, like, suede jacket. I was, like, nice jacket. He replied, like, nice scarf. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like was kind of this bitchy thing about, like, the scarf I was wearing. And I was, like, no, like, I was not making fun like it was so weird well that sounds like maybe his sense of humor fell flat maybe so maybe after he said nice scarf you should have said nice shoes (laughs) and just keep it going for (laughs) as long as you can and then be like cool glad we like each other's outfits when are we seeing them in person oh yeah boom good call yeah get out of this app land get out of here this is purgatory get out of here either go to heaven or hell but you can't stay here If I'm the one who's like, when are we doing this in person? Does that mean I have to pay? No. You okay. never pay. <laughs> never pay. Do you offer to split? No. Okay. Patriarchy tax. Yeah. Don't even <laughs> offer. No, I agree. All Go of my like, tax. Into- Sorry, <laughs> you guys have been oppressing us for way too long. We still make way less money than you. True. And if you're lucky enough to get into a relationship with us, we're going to do more emotional and physical labor than you will ever do in your whole life so you can pay for the goddamn date. Good Thank point. you. And all Sorry, the money don't into feel bad about it. Yeah, like the money you put into making your eyebrows look like this is more than they paid for your first three dates. So, totally. like, no. my serums? I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad. So, I have a question, and maybe this is just the kind of person you just let go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But so, there's this one person I've matched with him on mini yeah, I apps. See this. Mini apps, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What did he say? Like, we've been he said, here have we been here before?'" And you said, "Oh yes, excited to see what happens this go around." I love that. And then no, nothing. Then nothing. Who cares? Okay. Like, you can keep it playful for yourself too. Like, not <laughs> everything has to end in marriage. It can just be like, "This is funny." Okay. Like, whatever keeps it fun for you. Okay. I mean, if you really wanted to, like, no. get somewhere with him, you could be like. You know, after saying excited to see what happens this go around, you could be like, well, it's looking good so far. So, <laughs> I just want to like, when's our day? Like, just keep fucking with him. Who cares? Like, yeah. people who also are being like lame and passive need to be fucked with. Uh huh. So just do it. Okay. Or if they like make a lame, like nice scarf, like just give them back what you're getting. Yeah. I know you're good at that. Okay. So just do it. I think these pictures are great. Okay. The only one I'm not crazy about actually is the scarf because I just don't think that looks like your face. Yeah, fair. It's like a weird version of your face that isn't <laughs> kind of. It is a bad version it's of my face. Actually, <laughs> I 
was just like, I'm in the desert with a friend. It's like very yeah. Coachella, and I also Ooh, don't really get that from you. That's not my vibe. It's very Coachella and not your best face. So I would just <laughs> okay, pull that thank one, you. and I would change Appreciate the travel. The honesty. Pick a more interesting one that, yeah. as you know, stay away from the like, I'm looking for, or like, what I love in a man oh, is. Oh, unless it's going to be like, what I love in a man is that he pays every time. No, <laughs> don't say that. But yes, they must pay every time. Even if you're like, so when are we doing this? So then you go on the date, and then don't even don't even go for your wallet. Don't even don't even move. Or some guy's gonna be like, oh, okay, you didn't go for your wallet. Yeah, like, then you don't want to date that person. That's such a good point. Yeah, why I would you? Why have so much that? guilt? Yeah, but then if they. Um, what's not fair is that if they take me up on it, I'm like, we're done. Yeah, exactly. So this is the thing. I was talking to someone about this recently too. They were like, well, I think I'm kind of like doing a test. And I'm like, so you want to start your relationship off by (laughs) testing a person that they're inevitably going to fail? Because like a lot of guys are going to be like, okay, like she probably doesn't want me to pay for her because she's like trying to friend zone me or she's a feminist or whatever. They're going to fail no matter what they do. So don't test them. Give them the answers to the test. Mm -hmm. The answer is you're paying. Yeah. If you then go to let's say another bar in the same date although I say two drinks two hours first yeah. date don't go beyond but I've broken that rule myself um, <laughs> but if you go to another bar or something or go somewhere else then you can offer oh like I'll get it this time or like right. oh, I'll spend it this time just to be like I'm not spoiled you know right. I'm not like just trying to rack up a huge bill here but I do want you to know that it's a privilege to take me out and I'm gonna end up doing a lot more for you than you'll ever do for me true sorry but it's true sorry not sorry um, <laughs> I mean boys are wonderful and they'll do wonderful things for us but yeah. like there's some physical and emotional things that they just will never have to do and it's not their fault but like they do have to pay for it okay you know yeah. or like similarly let's say you go out to dinner then you decide to get dessert coffee after you can get the dessert or coffee you know you can get <laughs> no, a drink totally. you can be like i'd say it's like one to three or one to four okay, yeah you know it's like nice to be like i also want to be here and i'm willing right. to contribute to it right. i'm not just like going for a free everything but you know, they so have to the earn first it. couple of dates, you're not taking out your wallet. No. Okay. Well, I should say the first couple of dates, but if it's like a long date, like if it's a multiple right. destination date, then, yes. then I would say, okay, like if it's getting crazy, you can be like, oh, do you want me to get this one? Or like, do you want to split this one instead yeah. of like, I'm going to get the whole tab the second right. or third time? But like, I'll split it this time uh-huh. kind okay. of thing. But I just think for the kind of guy you want, like they shouldn't be bothered by that. Totally. You know? Because then there's going to be bigger problems. Yeah. They should want to take you out. I can't be. Yeah, you're a Southern girl. (laughs) But then, I mean, also, like, once you get into a relationship, like, things inevitably even out. You'll get the groceries. Yeah. You'll cook dinner, whatever. Like, it'll even out. But the first couple times, also, like, sorry, but women are putting themselves at a much greater risk physically and, like, safety-wise. So it's just And they don't put any time into prepping for the day. Right. They put nothing. They can come straight from work. We have a whole routine. insane, right? We have a lot going into it. We work very hard. (laughs) So you deserve it. Okay. I think we did great. I love this. Thank you for the hot tips. Thank you for sharing (laughs) and being so open and for all of your stories. We had some great story time. Oh my, I loved learning your story. (laughs) I'm excited about your future. Can I plug you on Single Crush Saturday? Yeah, totally. What's your Instagram? It's A. A Jospin. A. Jospin. She's wonderful and charming. I say take the apps off for now if they're draining you. Meet people in real life, holiday season, random makeouts, have your number right. on you at all times. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just good to hand out when you leave a party. So just pick paper, someone just and be like, like, here you go, leave. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, do it. Oh, so you hot. talked about you did that, right? I think on the way out is the best way because then there's no pressure on anybody. It's just like a hot power move. But then they still have to do the work of like asking totally. you out, you know? Also, a word about that on the apps. If you're like, so when are we getting a drink? You're still saying, so when are we? You're not saying like, do right. you want to get drinks da, 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 oh, this no. Thursday? Yeah, you can just be like, so when is this happening? Yeah. Great. Get to the date. Um, and then when you're ready to get back on the apps, just pay attention. If you feel like you're over filtering or constantly going out with the same kind of guy, challenge yourself to go against what you think are your instincts, but might just be your habits. Oh, yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. I love that line. <laughs> Thank you, Dahlia. This was fun. Thanks, Alex. Just the tip, a dating tip. That, I mean, we just had so many good dating tips. There were so many good dating tips in there. How do I pick just one? I'm going to say my main takeaway from that was embrace the adventure. And as much as we don't want to get caught up in the story, like marrying someone and being married to them for too long, um, you do want to just kind of follow that story, follow that adventure. And remember, you never know where something is going to take you, who you might meet through them, what you might learn. Maybe it helps you move across the country and that's where you meet the love of your life. Like obviously, if you know something's bad, maybe don't follow it. But if you're having fun with the story, have fun with the story. Stay safe, be brave, be smart. Um, Don't do anything like too stupid and like maybe avoid having children, but also nothing wrong with children. So like if you have children, like that's a beautiful thing too. But like just follow the story, the adventure, embrace it. And then if you're having any sort of like genital problems, go get them checked out by a doctor and don't take this is emotional and mental for an answer. Go until you get answers. If you know something is wrong with your body, Go take care of it, especially if you're a man and you have an STD. Okay, great. Um, so I think that's that's the more of our story. Uh, take care of your body and embrace all of the adventures that come your way. Say yes, say yes, say yes, as long as you stay safe and have fun. If you would like to be coached privately or on the podcast, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to Alex Jospin, whose Instagram is a Jospin. Thank you to Josiah Thorngate, my wonderful editor, who was on the show last week. Thank you to Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Grun, my social media producer, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 